Hello, welcome to the Tech for Good podcast. We are very passionate about two things, technology and our world. In each pod, we will be interviewing some fascinating people, business leaders, but those with a special interest in solving the biggest issues facing humanity today. Think the environment, think healthcare provision during a pandemic, think global social injustice. If you want to know more about technology's immense potential to fix and transform, then you're in the right place. In this episode, I speak to Helen Marsden. Helen is co-founder and director of Medichex, a health tech firm which offers remote blood testing and associated digital services. Medichex is part of a burgeoning ecosystem of healthcare companies embracing online provision. In the interview, Helen and I discuss putting data at the centre of health, plus I get her thoughts on the future of virtual consultation and hybrid care. But first, I ask Helen which areas of the industry she believes are being most positively impacted by technology. think that if I look at the three areas which I think are having where it's having massive impact first of all it's accessibility you know it's so much easier now to get appointments with doctors online get prescriptions online you can get help and advice for whatever sort of problem that you might have in terms of whether it's weight loss or managing a condition through tailored programs which are easily accessible online and obviously what we do which is providing blood tests online And I think all this drives a lot more personal responsibility and engagement because you're giving people information. So we know there's a huge cost to the NHS, for example, in a lot of preventable lifestyle diseases like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, obesity, liver disease. And I think once you can get and get given your your own data and you can understand that data, then I think you're a much better participant in managing your condition being um, proactive about your health. And I think that's a really big um, improvement as well, which is driven by technology. Um, And then finally, remote healthcare. And I think we've all seen in the pandemic just how important remote remote healthcare has been in keeping people safe, keeping people away from GP surgeries, keeping people away from hospitals where there's risk of infection, but also there's massive convenience for people in being able to access all this information um, remotely. So I think I think those are the areas that we would see having real impact in terms of the healthcare landscape at the moment. We'll talk about your company, MediChecks, in a minute, Helen. Yeah. But overall, I completely agree with the points you've made about, about the, the benefits of technology and online um, healthcare services. How, how encouraged are you by the kind of ecosystem of, of, of not just big, big healthcare companies in this, in this area, but also smaller companies coming in and disrupting, I guess, yeah. Medichecks is kind of part of that ecosystem as well. There's so much going on, isn't there, to improve healthcare generally? Yes. And what I love about it is that health tech isn't just trying to solve these big problems, you know, the problems I've already talked about in terms of prevention and the things which are, you know, just eating into our NHS budget. It's focusing down on some really quite niche areas, but they're really important for the individual. So, for example, 
you know, are there better ways to collect a blood sample? Or as a 30-year-old woman, how do I predict my fertility? You know, I may not even be in a relationship at the moment, but I want to know if I'm going to be able to have a baby in five years. Nobody can predict that outright, but there are all sorts of ways that we can look at people's risk factors and being able to help them to decision-making on life planning. And so it, it's the fact that you've got, you know, health tech is not just focused on the, the, the big questions like how to cure cancer, but it's focused on those little things that really can impact people's lives. And I think that's so exciting. And I think the key to all this is, is that health tech is also really focused on communication, not just how to communicate to consumers. And we spend a lot of time thinking about that, but also how can practitioners join up healthcare and communicate better between themselves to deliver better patient outcomes. And I love the fact there are, you know, apps like Panda around which are really helping clinicians talk to each other that improve the outcome for patients every day. So I think there's lots and lots going on. I think it is the most exciting area at the moment. And as I say, it's not just solving the big problems. It's really, you know, looking at the little things that sometimes make people's lives a misery and improving those. So it's very exciting. And you mentioned data earlier, Helen. Yeah. How, how much does data kind of underpin this this transformation that we're going through, and how much does it, how much is it kind of central to to that ecosystem that we're talking about? I think it's massive. Um, you know, we've heard earlier this week about how AI and data and interpretation of brain scans is going to help um, diagnose dementia within a day, as opposed to the months that it can already take. And if I look at the rich data that we're already collecting in MediCheck's about our customers before they have a test, we're asking them to fill in questionnaires about their diet, their sleep, their stress levels, all those things. And then we can tie that into the, the data that we get out in terms of, um, what their blood test results have been. We use that in so many different ways. We can advise on what sort of behavior, what sort of diet is going to deliver the outcomes that people want and expect when they want to be proactive about their health. Just one way that we use it every January in the heart of Veganuary when, you know, I don't know, huge numbers of people now are adopting vegan diets. But we have a cohort of customers who we know are vegan. And every year we test their results and we compare that data compared with the people who don't eat a vegan diet. And what we see consistently is, you know, lower blood sugar, lower cholesterol, lower inflammation markers amongst that vegan cohort. So, you know, what can we say to people if they're saying, actually, I want to know what behaviors, what lifestyle changes I can make in order to improve my blood sugar levels, for example. We can point to that data and we can point them in the right direction and give them give them tools that they can use to actually positively make change to their to their lifestyle and their health. I'm not saying we advocate vegan diets for everybody, but the data is the data. You know, we can show people what it says and we can let them lead their make their own conclusions about what they'd like to do with their lifestyle. Exactly. And all you can do, that's it, isn't it, Helen? All you can do is present that data and, and lead to more kind of informed decisions. That's that's ultimately the exactly. point. Exactly. And that's what it's all it's all about information, isn't it? Yeah. It's joining the dots. And, you know, even a company like ours, you know, we have so many dots we can join. We've got dots in terms of lifestyle, we've got dots in terms of family history, and then we've got all those data points, which is the results that people get. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a rich source of information that we can give to people to help them understand their, their risks. Hello, I'm Daniel Brigham, editor of Tech for Good magazine. I hope you're enjoying this podcast, and if you want more, 
you can head over to techforgood.net for some compelling and thought-provoking stories. From high-tech insect farms that could solve world hunger to a global mission to counter the spread of COVID-19 disinformation, we've got Tech for Good covered. You can read and subscribe at techforgood.net. Great stuff, Helen. Right, let's let's tell the listener about your company. What does Medichex do? Okay, well, might have got, got a hint. So we are experts in remote blood testing. Um, we started 20 years ago by a colleague of mine really taking a, a, a laboratory testing catalogue and putting it online and seeing what would happen. So it was a real experiment. And I got involved in the business because I was always really, really interested in health. And I bought Medichex through a family business because I wanted to be able to offer... Um, blood testing direct to consumers. For myself, I wanted to have blood tests and I didn't want to have to ask my doctors whether or not I could have one because I knew it wasn't necessarily great use of NHS resources to find out what my vitamin D was, for example. But I wanted to know from a personal level. So that's really the genesis of the business. So what we enable people to do now is to buy a health test online, a blood test. We send them in the post everything they need to collect a blood sample at home, or we can point them to a clinic which is close by. Um, and they can take their blood sample with a finger prick sample or go to a trained phlebotomist who will take the sample for them. They then post that sample to the laboratory. And then when the results come back to us, we put them in a digital format, upload them to their online account. But importantly, we also give them an interpretation from a doctor about what those results mean for them and what action they need to take next. Excellent. And you, you kind of hinted at it there, Helen, but what, what is the problem you're solving here, both for the patients and also, as you, as you mentioned there, sort of removing the stresses and the burden from kind of the NHS as well. What is it that makes kind of what you're doing unique and essential for patients, would you say? Um, I think that in terms of what we're doing is actually empowering people um we're we're saying you can be you you can be in control of what information you have about your health and you can do that by getting a blood test and you can do that that through getting proper evidence-based um information about what those test results mean for you and then you're in a position to be informed and take action and um i think that one of the things that we do that makes it really very unique is the number of tests that we provide so you know remote blood testing or home health testing is a market that has you know had more entrants coming into it in recent years um, where medichecks is very different is the number of health checks that we provide for people so we do around 300 different tests and we're very much focused not just on wellness we're not just about trying to get people to be the best they can be we're actually still about illness um, so for the group of people who can't get the tests they need through the NHS or they want to monitor a condition more frequently, then, you know, we're a really important source for them to get the tests that they want. Then I think we make the test results really digestible for people. You know, we show them where they are on the spectrum of normal. So it's really easy for them to see. And then finally, I think the, the a real area of focus for us is and always has been the quality of our doctor's reporting. 
We take great care in terms of who we recruit. We train them all. We're looking for an ability to listen to a customer when that customer isn't actually in the room, and that's quite difficult. Um, but we, ha we help our doctors to do that so that we, if a customer comes to us with questions about their health, we answer those questions about their health. And we aim to do that in, in a way that doesn't cause anxiety. So I think one of the, um, I suppose, criticisms levelled at our industry is whether or not we actually put more pressure on the NHS and do we cause health anxiety. Well, that's a question that's really important for us to answer. So we always survey our customers after they've had their health tests. And we asked them at what level was their anxiety before they tested with MediChecks and what was their level of anxiety after they tested with MediChecks. And we've got very clear evidence to show that actually we reduce anxiety in anyone who even had slight anxiety or heavy anxiety before they came to us. And that's because of how our doctors report. Giving someone a, a, a list of results um, with no explanation about what they mean or whether they're in, even important um, is is quite a dangerous thing to do because people will take those results and rush off to their doctor and say, help, you know, this result was outside the normal range. Most of the time that's of not even of any significance whatsoever. And our doctors will help explain that to the individual so they know when do they need to see to take action and visit their GP and when is it absolutely fine and nothing to worry about. Really interesting stuff, Helen. Um what I'm interested in now is, is talking about the impact of, of the pandemic on your business, because obviously this is an established business. You said, well, next year, I think, is the 20th anniversary or this year. Is it this year or next year? Exactly. Yes. Yes. 20 years. But what how, how have things changed in the last 18 months with, with COVID-19 for you? Because to me, like without knowing, looking looking in from the outside and, and listening to what you've been telling me, that obviously what you what you're doing could 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 have had a really or might have had a really positive impact during during the pandemic like how how did things change was there more demand like tell us a bit about that well i think the biggest change is exactly as you say you know it's it was a when i used to tell people what our company did um the the most normal reaction was i didn't know you could do that um, and now everybody knows you can do that because loads of people would have had a test sent to them through the post, whether it's a PCR test for COVID or whether it's a COVID antibody test. The idea of doing a blood test remotely, doing a blood test at home or a health check at home, I think is much more accepted. And then, of course, the pandemic meant that people weren't being able to access the tests that they normally have through their GPs. Um, and that means that there was a whole market of people who came to us because they didn't know where to get those tests otherwise. And we actually created a range of what we call GP tests for people who are, for example, taking statins or monitoring chronic kidney disease, who just didn't want to go a year without checking whether or not the drugs they were taking or the treatment that they were taking was actually uh, having an impact on their vital organs. So, you know, there was... The fact that we were responding to it by introducing tests um, that people could access, again, when they couldn't access through them, them through their GP surgery was really important. And I think the other thing is that um, it, it opened not just consumers' eyes, it opened up the eyes in the NHS about what actually could be done through remote testing. Because the normal practice of sending someone to the GP for a blood test or into a hospital department for a blood test, all of a sudden wasn't just 
a lack of convenience for the customer or the patient, but it was actually not necessarily safe for the patient in many situations. Um, so the idea that you can do these things remotely has meant that actually, you know, we've, we've been helping the NHS through antibody testing. We worked with an NHS hospital to monitor cancer markers for a cohort that was really vulnerable and they didn't want to be bringing into hospital. But nonetheless, those cancer tests were really important. So for us, I think it's, it's broadened our market not just to consumers who are much more familiar with the concept and um, I suppose helping put it put that concept on 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 the radar for a lot of people but it's also put us on the radar for you know the, the NHS um, and we feel that that's really important for us in the future. Do you want to keep up to date with the latest in enterprise technology and digital transformation? Visit digitalbulletin.com for news, long reads, thought leadership, and so much more. That's digitalbulletin.com. And I'm interested, Helen, to get your thoughts on on the wider kind of shifts to, to virtual and, and remote healthcare. Mm. Obviously, during the pandemic, um, it was a replacement for in-person consultations, obviously. Yeah. But as we now sort of emerge from from that and go back to a world where in-person is is becoming more viable but the benefits of remote and virtual have been seen how do, how do you see that evolving do you think that obviously there will there will be a lot of treatments that are, are still going to be much better in person but how how much do you see the virtual element of it whether it's a, a video consultation or or very practical um remote healthcare systems like medichecks how, how do you see the evolving in the, over the next five ten years um, I, th I think it's a little bit like working from home in the sense that, um, you know, you, you go from a system where everything is working from home to then actually people saying, well, there were some advantages to this that I'd like to keep, but that also there are some advantages to working in the office that I'd like to get back to. And I think that particularly as regards remote consultations, there will be a hybrid, hybrid model developed whereby maybe a remote consultation will work as a way of triaging someone into whether or not they need to actually physically be seen. And that will be a really positive thing because, it, you know, you'll be better for productivity um, and it will also be a lot better from an individual's convenience. You know, I think for too long we've had people turning up because they can't get any form of consultation, turning up to A&E with, you know, probably um, conditions which are quite trivial and shouldn't be there. And I think a remote consultation, just the ability to ask those questions will probably provide the reassurance to stop people doing that. So I like to think it will be, we'll end up with a, with a hybrid model. But I think in other cases, um, especially remote healthcare from the point of view of, of monitoring um, and managing chronic or acute conditions for people in their homes i'm hoping that becomes a much larger part of the of the normal care pathway in future and to, to kind of follow up on that point helen and talking about medichecks how, how do you see your company evolving over that over that period as well as as we get used to sort of new new ways of delivering healthcare what are the next kind of things in the pipeline for medichecks well I mean, I've touched on one already, and that is broadening our our customer base. So we're all we're a company that was been 
not 100% focused on the consumer, but almost 100% focused on the consumer. So, you know, direct to consumer was our market and is our market. But actually now what we're seeing is that the, the expertise that we've got in remote blood testing and you know, let, let's be clear, remote blood testing is not without its problems. We've learned those problems over the last 20 years. We know which biomarkers are going to fail because they won't, they're not stable in the post. We know how difficult it is for some people to take a, a sample through finger prick and how that, I potentially will damage blood cells. So, so we know all those things and we've worked to improve them. And, you know, we make sure we don't offer people tests that we can't deliver results on. But we now think that that is a service that we can provide more widely. So it's not going to be just to consumers. It's going to be other people who want to reach patients and they want to reach patients safely and remotely. And I think that's where we will be broadening our, our service to uh, cater for them, whether that's the NHS or other practitioners. Um, we, we think there's a definite role for Medichex to be playing in that area. Um, we think also that, you know, the health tech world now is get, is becoming so diverse and as I talked about some of the niche players out there providing very specialist services and these are services we think our customers will benefit from so we don't want the 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 end of the road that someone comes to or the journey that someone's been on when they come to us to end in just a health check with the results sitting in front of them because the, the word on their lips is well what do I do now what do I do next how do I improve so I think there are lots of connections that we can make within the industry that can really help customers with behavioural change, lifestyle change, treatments um, and coaching systems and things like that. So we do think that we're going to be connecting to a lot more partners in the future to be able to deliver better services to our customers. And then another thing that we've talked about already, but we're really working on at the moment is is joining all those data dots um, so that we can really help customers focus on what are the things that they can do that will make um, will deliver change, will improve their results, will give them the results that they seek. So I think I think those are the areas where we are really excited about the evolution for Medichecks over the next five or ten years. Who knows what will happen, you know, because we none of us could have predicted the pandemic. It was sort of the route we were taking. But, um, you know, clearly it's accelerated the need for remote healthcare. It's accelerated the acceptance of providers like Medichecks out there in the market. And there may be other events that do similar things. But at the moment, in terms of where we see our roadmap, it's definitely about broadening broadening our service to other people it's about connecting to other service providers where we know that we don't particularly have that expertise and it's saying you know how can we use this data to really help deliver change to our customers and on a final final point really Helen I'm, I'm interested to get your perspective if you imagine the healthcare provision in 20 30 50 years time um when, when we talk about you know data you've mentioned it there we've spoken about it a lot um there's huge potential for data, but then you'll have people on the other side of the argument saying, oh, what about the security of people's data yeah. and individuals' data? Uh, artificial intelligence. Oh, it's great for healthcare. Some people saying, oh, you know, it's it's scary and, and terrible. I think we're at that point right now where there's still a lot of debate about it. Are you fundamentally an optimist about that longer term future and, um, and ultimately saving more lives, giving people better lives because of technology and data? Do you, do you see that being ultimately where we get to? Yes, and I, I know exactly what you're saying about people's worry about data being used in the wrong way um 
But I do think that data used in the right way can be a real force for good in healthcare. And I think it would be a real shame if if it wasn't utilised in that way, because you know I, I'm not saying at all that that humans and doctors and um, are not going to be part of the future of healthcare. But there is a role for data that I think is really important, and that we shouldn't we shouldn't neglect and i think the key for companies like us is to make sure we get all those consents right at the heart so people know what's happening to their data they know we're not sharing it with third parties they know how it's going to be used and i think that will give them confidence and the ability to opt out if they don't want their data to be used that way but i do feel that um, data will be really really important in delivering change in future and I'm, I'm a real optimist, actually, when it comes to improving healthcare standards. And the thing that drives my optimism is, is the fact that I really feel there's been a shift and that now the consumer or the patient is at the heart of change. And I think that, you know, for me, starting this business, you know, it was because I wanted the data. I didn't want to not know what my vitamin D was. And I wanted to know where it was on the spectrum. And I didn't want to be told by someone it's fine, it's normal, because I didn't know what normal was. And I wanted to be able to say, well, I know what my vitamin D is. And I know if I take supplements, what it's going to be. And if I go in the sun, it's going to go lower. And I know if I follow a vegan diet, I need to keep an eye on my vitamin B12. And I want to have a way in that I can do that. And the fact that you can own your data and own your condition, be part of your care, and getting the information that you can digest really easily with advice on how to action it is a real way to get engagement and to, to improve health outcomes for everybody. So I, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer that it's actually it's how we communicate and how we allow people to be really responsible for their own health um, is so important. And I think that will be the thing that drives change. And if you give people the information, then there's plenty of evidence that shows it shows that they they take more action, they stick to the to the to the pathways that they've been given for help. Um, and without that data, you're acting blind. Um, and I, I think motivation goes out of the window in those circumstances. That was the Tech for Good podcast. Listen, subscribe and rate us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher.